This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd, following a Father's Day weekend. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity. I am joined by my co-host Ryan Wink here in studio and Tony Sanfilippo uh, there at home in Colorado. How are you guys doing? I'm good this morning. It's good to be in studio. I was watching the live video here and uh, when it says, gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness, the uh, auto subtitles here put Conan, I wash my hands of this weirdness. (laughs) (laughs) So just a little, little fun thing, but yeah. Good to be here. Was with the father yesterday, so happy to be in studio whenever I can, man. Nice. Tony? Yeah, I'm doing great, guys. Uh, hope you both had a great weekend as well, and everyone listening. My weekend was uh, – I worked all weekend, so I didn't really have one, but uh, here we are. I'm ready to kick it off for another week, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. Cool, cool. Well, speaking of kicking it off, uh, you know, when we were 19 – we were fortunate enough that, uh, you know, cell phone videos didn't exist. Facebook really didn't exist. But we did our fair share of stupid stuff at 19. Uh, any particular boneheaded events come to mind for you guys <laughs> that early on? <laughs> Man, <laughs> I don't know if I just forgot or I, I pushed them deep into the don't remember archive conveniently forgot Con- conveniently mm-hmm. forgot tony you have anything that comes to mind off the off the bat yeah maybe it, not at 19 because at that point that's when i uh well i don't know i was just getting out of high school yeah, maybe late um, teens yeah late teens oh absolutely there was the time in king's canyon <laughs> where i drove up with uh the video maniac crew and uh thank god we had the emt and i got super drunk Underage drinking was uh, was a thing, but I'm glad there's no video. But I totally grabbed a uh, a beer bottle out of the middle of the uh, campfire, held it up, and then when I felt it burn, I was like, "Ooh!" Also made out with some girl named Kristen on that one. That was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I remember her last name now, but I doubt she's listening. But if she is, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I think that counts. Well. Uh... I can guarantee it's not as stupid as this. So Adam Lockwood, 19, posted a video of him hanging off the edge of the Madison apartment block in Canary Wharf, central London. That would be the uh, 53rd story of the apartment complex, hanging by just his hands. The teenager from Wigan, Wigan, 
Lancashire. Has been free climbing oh, some of Europe's tallest buildings over the past four years and posted videos of him doing it on YouTube. Now, uh, let's see. In a video taken by his friend, the 19 year old threw himself off the edge of the 600 foot high ledge before hanging on for dear life using his arms before shouting, I'm a bit brave today. Also a little bit stupid. Uh, the teenage warehouse worker said, I do this sort of thing quite a lot. I don't even get adrenaline from it anymore. I love looking over the edge. That's the best part. I just went up there on Tuesday with about eight of my mates, and everyone was just doing their own thing, and I just decided to go for it. Mr. Lockwood calls himself a professional idiot due to his daredevil activities and pranks. In August 2019, he dangled from 650 feet from a crane in Paris without a shirt on and took a video of his view from the top. I have no doubt that uh, if we were still doing the Darwin Awards, sometime in the next year, there would be uh, Adam Lockwood, age 19, from uh, England, uh, plummets to his death by doing a... uh, professional prank of the professional sort. idiot yeah i mean i used to hang out with my friends <laughs> hang hang, hang I oh I, i'm not there yet hold on <laughs> it, but, it's a monday but nothing like that there we go hold no, on. that's that's a uh that's a gripping story <laughs> <laughs> wow Ooh, yeah you know again those sorts of things that Sort of glad that uh, video didn't exist when we were kids because we did some pretty stupid stuff. But that that's top. Yeah, I, I never did anything that stupid. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but uh, and I would assume that he probably has millions of YouTube followers who encourage it, and you know he doesn't even get a thrill from it anymore, which is even more dumb because one of these days he's just not going to get it right. And if you watch the video, it's not like he's carefully propping himself over. He literally jumps over and just hangs. Uh, they're probably going to be some copycats. Yep. And, uh, yeah, professional idiot, I think. Do you remember that whole planking trend? (laughs) Yes. And hearing about the people who were planking on, like, balconies and ended up plummeting. Oh, there's there's planking deaths? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Planking Tide Pods, what's going to be next? Oh, man, Tide Pods. <laughs> that one, I, I just... I, I don't get that one. I'm, sur- I'm surprised that one didn't come out in 2020, considering all the other ridiculous stuff this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, we like pointing out the ridiculous, but at the same time, you know, people, just be careful. C- Conan, I wash my hands of this weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> Conan! Good, good way to put it on this Monday. <laughs> Speaking of Mondays, let's go ahead and talk about today's show. Briefly, I hate Mondays. Just hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. As we do each and every Monday, we've got Put It In Your Mouth Monday. I ask my co-hosts about some uh, fast food creations from around the world and ask them, would they put it in their mouth? Things dads say. Obviously, yesterday was Father's Day. Probably a good time for that topic. Our call-in topic today, we want to hear from you, movies that do not hold up. These are movies that maybe you had fond memories in your heart. You go back and watch them, and they were just terrible the second go around. We have Nightmare Neighbors, This Day in History, and of course, Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd. We want to hear from you guys. Maybe not on the phone all the time, but uh, we have set up a voicemail line where you don't have to speak with a live person. It is a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Leave it about any topic. Just check in. Tell us how you're doing. Tell us if we're wrong about something because that happens more often than you think. And uh, keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Well, we are here in the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Happy Monday, everybody. It is the the Phoenix Entertainment News for the Filippo Report. It is June 22nd already. Here we go. Bilbo dies, Pamela Anderson and Playboy. Wolverine drives a Ferrari, a comedian passes out on stage. Has Baby Yoda jumped the shark? And the bell tolls for The Undertaker. This is the news. I have to have my professional glasses on today. It's me. <laughs> no tie today? Be special. No tie today. Oh, okay. No special suit. Just just the big geeky glasses. Any hoops. So over the weekend, unfortunately, Ian Holm, the classically trained Shakespearean actor, better known for audiences of his performance in the films, including Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies and Chariots of Fire and Alien. I don't know why they gave so many before, but has died. He was 88. A rep for the actor has said Holm died in hot in the hospital on Monday morning uh, or excuse me, on Friday morning. The actor has been battling Parkinson's disease for a number of years. However, as recently as January, Holm appeared in person to collect the Newport Beach Film Festival Icon Award in London. So it's always sad to start an entertainment news on a sad note, um, but Sir Ian uh, Holm was 88. lived a good life, you know. Yeah. It was a good Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> so you're Ian McKellen? That's right, Christian. That's pretty te- <laughs> it's a pretty terrible impersonation. Um, anyways, uh, moving on to some uh, different news. Uh, it was a slow news weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so uh, Pamela Anderson posing for Playboy again? Mm. You guys, you guys buying that? No. Ah, ah, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe Don't 20 worry. years ago. Yeah, she said again, posing again would be ridiculous. So <laughs> been there, done that. Pamela Anderson, 52 has covered Playboy magazine 14 times. Posing again is out of the question. Oh, gosh, wouldn't that be ridiculous? The blonde megastar told Fox News on Saturday. Wow, Fox News. Talking about reaching for a story. Oh, boy, (laughs) I didn't think so, but I've said that 10 times ago. But I'm pretty sure I don't need to go back, although I do fit in my old famous red swimsuit from Baywatch. So... (laughs) You know, I, I, got I news think for that's you. She, one of those things. She barely fit in it uh, originally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a Pamela Anderson fan and you're hoping for a fresh new Playboy spread, well, you had a lot, Junior. You're going to have to go to your papa's stash to find some <laughs> of the vintage classics. Now, didn't uh, Playboy stop publishing? 
Are they no longer a, a physical uh, magazine, or they they are a physical magazine? They only come out every couple months, I think now, and they brought back nudity because oh. they dropped nudity for a while, which was a real, real smart move. I feel like it's a very physical magazine. Yeah. I I only. Yeah. I only <laughs> I only read it for the articles. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I read I read yeah. it for the little comics and the cartoons. Right. Great that writing. Was, that was great, writing. great writing. Great writing. Great journalistic skills. <laughs> this is why I'm such a professional and great journalist. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, did you guys uh, see the movie uh, Ford versus Ferrari? Yes. Actually, it's Ford yes. v. Ferrari, but, you know, whatever. It's not <laughs> yeah. getting into the weeds. It, that's true. It is Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> It sounds like a uh, a legal case instead of yeah, yeah. right yeah on this Ford day in history <laughs> yeah great great flick man well if you guys like that as this thing starts off vroom vroom hot on the heels of last year's surprise smash Ford v Ferrari Michael Mann who was the producer for the James Mangold film is setting up his long passion project Ferrari with none other than Hugh Jackman to star. With STX and Amazon teaming up on international sales, the pick is expected to go into production this spring. Mann has notably been trying to get this film made for years with a script by the late Troy Kennedy Martin, who wrote the, uh, the Italian Job and Kelly's Heroes as his base. Deadline reports the film is expected to start in the summer of 1957 when Enzo Ferrari found himself at a professional and personal crossroads where he was on the verge of bankruptcy. His marriage was crumbling and the pressure was on for the magnate to dominate the brutal melee, me, oh gosh, melee, melee, Megila race across Italy. I oh. butchered that one. I flippoed that one. <laughs> that and your one. last name is San Filippo. Yeah. <laughs> San Filippo, and I butchered it. Sounds like a powerful stuff. <laughs> Following Black Hat's uh, disastrous reception, it'll be nice to see Man get back in the driver's seat on a large-scale biopic that I'm certain he'll nail. Jackman sounds exactly the right kind of leading man for him. Um, although besting Ford v Ferrari will be a tall order. So if you're a fan of that, um, something to look forward to in the next year or so. So that should be really exciting. So Michael Mann would be directing it as well as producing it? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I was somewhat thinking that uh, Mangold was going to direct, and obviously uh, Jackman worked with him a couple times in the last two Wolverine movies, obviously Logan being the last one. And, God, that was a fantastic movie. There was. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Filippo would mangle his name. I, I would. I think he mangled it big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I always do. I always butcher the names, man. They're tough. Munson. Um, I'm Munson. I'm Munson the heck out of your name. Um, so this weekend, too, Friday night, uh, comedian uh, D.L. Hewley passed out um, during a comedy set. So um, uh, comedian D.L. who. Hughley had Hughley? some sort of Hughley. Hughley. <laughs> He's on Hughley. a roll. I can folks. say his. I, his no, no, his you, is Hughley. You, you, no, you, and, mean, no, you got it wrong. <laughs> it's Hughley. No. It is Hughley. Is it Hughley? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Hughley, DL Hughley. Wow. I don't know why I do the entertainment segment. No, I, I love it. I think I think it's yeah. one of the best parts. Because <laughs> I can't say their effing yes, names. Yes, it's great, man. It's, it's your thing. So. <laughs> So anyways, he was performing uh, at a Nashville club when he went limp and passed out cold. DL was performing at Zane's Comedy Club and had a sold-out crowd who was enjoying his jokes when suddenly at around 11, it appeared something was amiss. 
His, his speech became labored. A security guard handed DL a bottle of water. And a minute later, he just passed out cold while he was leaning against a stool. The comedian's manager was at the ready and grabbed DL to break his fall. The manager carried him off stage, and that was it. No one told the crowd what happened, but was serious enough for an ambulance and fire truck to show up. DL was put on a stretcher and taken to a nearby hospital. Uh, word is that um, there was some updates. He is going to be okay. He was suffering from exhaustion from all weeks, work and travel, and was kept overnight for tests and kept under doctor's orders. He is awake and feeling better. Wishes to thank everyone for the very kind prayer and thoughts. Um, and he also tested positive for COVID-19. So oh. that could have played a part in that. <clears throat> yes, side, side note. <laughs> side note, he has COVID-19. Hoogly, hoogly, hoogly. <laughs> His name hugly. is D.L. Hoogly. 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 Hoogly, boogly, boogly, doogly. Is it too soon <laughs> to drop puns about that story? I mean, I feel like. No. Okay, well. Pun yeah. it. Well, he uh, yeah. Apparently, he went he went limp and passed out cold. But he asked everyone to keep it on the DL. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I couldn't help it. I'm like, oh, the wheels were really turning on that one. That's a good one. Let's see. If, let's see. You could probably pun a few on this one, maybe. Hoogly, hoogly, so, hoogly, 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 hoogly. I won't butcher anything in this one. Says uh. says this guy. No Filippoing here. Uh, so I kind of feel Baby Yoda might be jumping the shark as Baby Yoda cereal is coming soon and includes green marshmallows shaped like the beloved character. Uh, a few months back, Baby Yoda obviously took over, and now all of a sudden we have tumbler cups, baked goods, waffle makers, and more. If you ever thought Baby Yoda was just so dang cute you wanted to eat him up, now's your chance because General Mills is releasing a cereal in his honor. So... um it just looks like a thing of Lucky Charms meets Kicks. It's corn puff cereal with green little Yoda-shaped marshmallows. Um, the cover of the box is pretty cool. It's got the Mandalorian in the back and a big picture of baby Yoda holding a bowl of cereal. Um, it is due out this summer. Um, so that's, to me, probably more of a collector's item, kind of like we Tim Nidell would yeah. probably collect that. Yeah. What is it called? So, um just called the uh, the cereal itself is just called uh it's Star Wars. That's it. The Mandalorian. Star Wars, Star Wars the Mandalorian. The so, child series. Yeah, it's not called the child, it's not called Baby Yoda, it's just yeah. Star Wars the Mandalorian. So wait, is, is, Very is, gripping breakfast. Is right Baby there. Yoda even Yoda? It's not. Okay. But no. <laughs> but it's just widely known as Baby Yoda. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What cereal I am. Mm. <laughs> and it makes more sense than uh you know, I'm going to eat the child for breakfast. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Then that would be That's quite true. And I've, I've, I've got one quick story. I'll make this quick, and then we'll roll into birthdays. But uh, legendary wrestler, The Undertaker, who's been wrestling when we were just little, little kids, picking our nose and our diapers, whatever. Anyways, The Undertaker finally has announced his retirement from wrestling. It was announced that his last match was at WrestleMania this past April. Um, so... I Maybe he'd been wrestling since 87, long time. But, I thought he uh, retired like 15 years ago. I thought he would have retired no. by now. The Undertaker just kept going. He was a dead man. Man, bless, yep. bless that guy's knees because oh. they can't oh, be yeah. good. <laughs> they no. cannot be so, good. No, but The Undertaker finally retired, and that's it for your very awful Monday Entertainment Filippo Report. Let's head on into the celebrity birthdays. It's my birthday! 
All right, birthday, birthdays. We don't need those glasses anymore, ladies and gentlemen. The birthday's today. I would like to say he's a friend of the show, but he's really just friends with Billy Gale Wood. Jason Mraz is 42 today. Yo, dog, Randy Jackson is 63. Melissa Rauch, um, who played uh, Bernadette in Big Bang Theory, is 39. No, she's 40, because this website says 80, so she'd be 40. Looking good at 42. LT, Ladanian Tomlinson, Tomlinson, Jesus Louise, <laughs> football player, former Charger and Jet is 40. Frances McDormand is 62. She's an actress from Fargo. Glenn Danzing, mother, lead singer of The Misfits, 64. Josh Whedon, who looks suspiciously like Tim Nidell in this picture, 55. And that is your celebrity birthdays. I'm done butchering names. Let's go to break. <laughs> All right, folks, we are headed into the break. When we come back, it is Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And back to the show we are. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd. We are available all over social media. Many of you watching on our Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. Our show is also rebroadcast every night on the AUN TV network. 15 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada, so you can check it out there. And if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram, at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo, that's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. And Ryan's available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.wink, or on Instagram at Nameswink. Now, it is Monday, and something that uh, we do each and every Monday we explore some creations from fast food joints across the world, and I ask my co-hosts aptly, would you put it in your mouth? Get in my belly! So first up, we are headed to Japan, and in this case, Wendy's, where they have the foie gras burger. Wendy's tries to... Did you to say foie? Foie gras. You don't know foie, foie gras? You don't know foie, oh, foie gras, dog? You're about to learn. <laughs> Wendy's tries to depict itself as more sophisticated than similar burger chains. This corporate self-image reached new heights when Wendy's relaunched in Japan with a duck liver pate-infused burger on their menu, costing the equivalent of $16. Wow. The steeply priced sandwich was joined by other f- others featuring avocado and wasabi or piccini mushrooms and grilled chicken, but we're not talking about those. We are talking about the duck liver pate-infused foie gras burger guys would you put it in your mouth well foie gras is uh actually quite delicious and it's i've had it at uh some some finer restaurants actually and uh i've thoroughly enjoyed it so yes i would definitely put the foie gras burger in my mouth yummy classy (laughs) tony you are classy right by the way last week you weren't here for it but you are still perfect on your put it in your mouth like i trusted you would have last week um, <laughs> bet in a hundred bet in a thousand <laughs> but i gotta start it off with uh 
How about no? <clears throat> no. It's the liver part, you know. I don't know. Like the duck doesn't sound bad to me, and I don't know what foie was. It foie gras. It's a it's a French word. I believe it means duck liver. <laughs> yeah, basically. Hey, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> well, and the thing is, you mentioned you've had it at finer establishments. Yes. Would you trust duck liver pate <laughs> from Wendy's? At sixteen bucks, man, that sounds pretty high class. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It was always. It's always a part of Dave Thomas's dream there, right? Right. <laughs> for, for, for his restaurant. I've eaten cheaper liver. <laughs> I love Ooh. liver. I, I like all kind of liver. Chicken liver, cow liver. Meow, meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. <laughs> liver alone, man. Remember Scream? <laughs> Ryan's the Bubba Gump of uh, liver for this show. Deep, oh, deep fried liver, pineapple liver, <laughs> liver burgers. All, all I was thinking about was liver. And <laughs> Baba said they was my magic shows. She said they take me anyway. Baba made a good liver. <laughs> That's a good, that was that was always people coming and going. That's one you got to add to the repertoire, yeah, right? Almost every night, Baba made liver. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's That's move all on. That's all I said about that. <laughs> We're going to stay in Japan, but head over on to McDonald's with the Crab Croquette Burger. Mm. One of McDonald's Japan's more limited menu items is this sandwich with a patty made from snow crab and mushrooms, both popular ingredients in Japan and served on ciabatta bread. Mm. Unfortunately, the Croquette Burger is reportedly more tasteless and goopy than its gourmet-sounding pedigree might suggest. Guys, would you put the crab croquette burger in your mouth? Yes, I would. And I would eat that just because. Get in my belly! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't like the goopy uh, part. I don't know why they use that adjecti- adjective. Um, goopy didn't make it sound all that attractive, all that attractive but it's crab. I love crab. I mean, has Goopy ever been used as a positive term? <laughs> I don't know. Who's who, who's reviewing these? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I like, like a it, Goopy it's soup. such a turnoff. <laughs> I like a Goopy soup. <laughs> Lobster bisque. It is really, it's, it's good, it's salty, it's Goopy. It's everything you want in a bisque. It's Goopy in a good way. <laughs> Baba said the bisque was Goopy. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, the crab croquette burger, something you'd put in your mouth. Oh man, I was I was all on board. I like mushrooms, <laughs> I like crab, I like ciabatta bread. But the goopy thing kind of got me a little scary. I I got I got to say no with the goopy, man. I don't. I don't need uh, thirty-seven shades of the taquito again. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're there at the McDonald's in Japan, maybe that one's not for you, but maybe this one is the cheese katsu burger. Mm. One of the tastier sounding items unique to McDonald's Japan, the cheese katsu burger features a deep-fried pork cutlet patty filled with melted cheese. This tasty sounding but limited availability menu item is so popular that on an occasional re-release is enough to generate international headlines akin to the McRib in the U.S. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? Yes. <laughs> Short and sweet. Cheese katsu. Like, yummy. I remember... One time I was eating a burger in the dark, 
somebody walked in and I turned around startled and they're like, I caught you. <laughs> First crickets of the day. Tony, yes. cheese katsu yes, burger. Fun. It's funny as you described it. I just pictured the McRib with some cheese here in the U.S. And then, when, of course, at the end you mentioned it was similar. So yeah, I would definitely try. Nice. Hold on, I got to get to that sound panel because I was expecting the opposite. Yummy. Get in my belly. Who doesn't love ribs and cheese? Yeah, <laughs> the age That's old kind classic. Of a weird combo, but well, ba- Baba even put ri- uh, cheese on ribs. <laughs> Baba. Hey, Forrest, you know I tried that. <laughs> that was that was not Bubba. That was like rubber, <laughs> rubber, rubber hoogly, hoogly googly. Oh, that sounds personal. He got the hoogly eyes. <laughs> you got the hoogly eyes. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna stick with Mc- McDonald's and head over to the Philippines. Uh, Tony's one of Tony's native homelands. This is the Chicken McDo. Mm. <laughs> Not the best name. It's <laughs> off to a good start. <laughs> one, of, one of the most unexpected items on McDonald's menu in the Philippines is this two-piece meal, a fried chicken, which comes with an optional side of mixed spaghetti. I didn't know they had mixed spaghetti. Garlic-flavored rice is another side dish absent from the American Ooh. McDonald's locations. And for breakfast, they have poached egg in longaniza, longaniza or chorizo-like sausage. Um, but the chicken McDo, basically a piece of fried chicken with a side of mixed spaghetti. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily two things I would think to put together, but if there's a swath of uh, any population trying something, I'm down to try it. So yeah, I put it in my mouth. Yummy. I like the two of those separate. So I figured I I could go for them together. (laughs) Sure. Why not? Tony, the chicken McDo. I would also, it's it's a weird combination, and it's strange to think McDonald's has spaghetti. Um, but yeah, I would definitely try it and then make one big McPoo. <laughs> Get in my belly! Yeah, I'll take a number two. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it is a number two on the Philippines menu. Apparently supersized. <laughs> the funny thing is, reading through this, it looks like leftover night at our house. <laughs> Hey, Wait, what do we got in the fridge, Joe? Just Fried in, chicken. What's in, what's in the Meyer fridge? Uh, <laughs> we got a side of gogurt with uh, some taco meat and uh, lettuce. Let's We're put it on that. the menu. <laughs> Ryan's, coming, Ryan's coming over, so <laughs> he, he won't be disappointed no matter what we do. Let's get the foie gras out. <laughs> All right. And finally, before we head into the break, we're going to stay McDonald's in the Philippines where they have the McRice Burger. Filipino and Taiwanese McDonald's locations sell beef and fried chicken varieties of the McRice Burger with dried rice cake subbed for standard buns. A gambit that won't sound too wild to anyone that's ever tried ramen burger stateside. Hong Kong locations offer a similar rice cake chicken sandwich, though they call it the cow fan burger. Guys, the McRice burger, would you put it in your mouth? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I love rice. I love beef. I love burgers. Get in my belly! Fair enough. Tony? I'm riding the coattails of the Winkster, man. Same thing. I like all three. I'm in. (laughs) Yummy! (laughs) All right. Well, that does it for another... 
version, installation, adaption, whatever you want to call it, of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Folks, when we come back, we've got things dads say in celebration of Father's Day. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd. We are in the last segment of the first hour, but do not fret. We've got a whole other hour ahead of us. If you missed a portion of the show, want to catch up on one of the previous shows, head on over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. You can get all of the audio and video that you need there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. That way we know how we're doing and tell your friends because as always, sharing is caring. Now in this segment, wanted to talk about, you know, some of those things that uh, dads universally say. You know, I think the second you become a child, you become a child, the second you have a child, uh, you know, there's sort of these dadisms that sort of take over. I found myself doing many of those same things. In a celebration of Father's Day yesterday, wanted to roll through some of the more common ones. For instance, User by the name of Spicy on Twitter says, Why do dads always shake their handful of peanuts, peanut M&Ms, before popping them in their mouth? <laughs> and know. it is true. You know, true. Are they trying to mix them up a little bit, get the good ones to the top? There's always just that little, it's the little triangle uh, ripoff, too. So there's just the perfect <laughs> M&M <laughs> size hole for them to pop out of, and they... Yeah, you only yeah. want one at a time. You know, you open it too big, and then you get two, three, and right. the, the ratios are all off. <laughs> exactly. That's true. I never thought about that one, <laughs> but I can totally picture my dad doing it. He's not really – I don't really remember him eating those, but I can totally picture him doing that. Yeah. Tell him. <laughs> I've actually never seen anybody shake M&M's. I've seen the little triangle, like the perfect little <laughs> yeah, slit yeah, in the yeah, bag yeah. just to pop that. I've seen that, but I've never – seen them shake it so <laughs> this how about this one so uh dads brag about waking up early also dad five minutes after sitting on the couch there's a picture of homer <laughs> head down oh dozed off that's so true <laughs> you know why because we're tired <laughs> dads are always tired oh my dad does both of those things <laughs> Yep, was up at five this morning. Went to the gym every time. Let's, you you want to watch a movie? Yep, let's watch a movie. <laughs> Plus, he's playing words with friends. It's like it's like the boomer. You know, all the kids they they can't sit through a movie without using their phones. No. The boomers do that, but it's words with friends. Did he just discover Candy Crush as well? <laughs> I don't know if he did. He's he's he. I think he's pretty loyal to words with friends. Oh, okay, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was telling the guys I, I, this morning that, uh, you know, last night after putting my youngest to bed, it took an hour and a half th- last night. 
he was scared, had to reassure him that no monsters were coming in to get him. In there for an hour and a half, exhausted. Go to bed. It's a million degrees in the house. He comes in at 2 o'clock in the morning, climbs in. He's another million degrees. And so, yes, I was up at 5 this morning. And, yes, I probably will be nodding off in about five minutes. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm not even a dad, and I'm like that. I'll sit through. Uh, I'll do a work day, you know, go to the gym, do work, do the show. And then it's like when I sit down to watch TV, I'm pumped. I'm like, cool, I'm going to watch an episode of whatever. You know, like last night, I tried to watch that Black Mirror. I made about 10 minutes in. It was entertaining. I just ended up crashing. And then it was 5 in the morning. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's one from dads who uh, like to open gifts. Mom asks, Dad, do you love it? Dad, hey, everyone, put the wrapping paper in this bag. Tell your sister, put the wrapping paper in the bag. Can you grab that piece of paper for me? Put it in the bag. <laughs> More concerned with putting it in the bag than what uh, the actual present is. Or in the case of my dad, he um, pulls out his pocket knife and precisionly oh, wow. uh, you know, cuts the tape and then saves the wrapping paper. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, my dad's not that dad. We uh, got him a gift yesterday, and he proceeded to rip the tissue paper off the top and fling it through the room <laughs> and uh, ripped the entire gift bag open and uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I don't really I, I know I know a lot of dads that do that but my dad is not one of them <laughs> he's, he's like a tornado wrapped in a hurricane bundled up in a tsunami man <laughs> what about you Tom yeah when I was a kid, I used to love doing that. Uh, but it, my dad, my mom was always about picking up the trash on that one. Um, I found as an uncle, I would do that with my nephews because they were like uh, little Joe Winks, just <laughs> you know, all over the place. So, uh, so I could definitely see that. I and I feel like if I was a dad, because of my OCD on being clean and stuff, that I would probably be that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. I hate finding little pieces of tissue paper everywhere, and I don't know what it is. Just yeah. get it in the bag. <laughs> we make a game out of it. You know, yeah, yeah, across the sure. room, bundle it up, yeah. you know, yep. but uh has to end up in that bag. Uh, here's one where, uh, you know, there are there's a common phrase between lead singers at a concert and dads <laughs> leaving a restaurant. You guys ready to rock and roll? <laughs> That's so true. That is, that is. true. Oh, you guys ready to rock and roll? <laughs> I'm definitely that. Are guy. you ready to rock? Oh man, let's. Another one. My dad says, "Let's blow this popsicle stand." <laughs> <laughs> I've been guilty of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because I grew up with my dad. He's man. He's dropped these things. I even say Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Jiminy Christmas, man. Sometimes, sometimes I say things to myself too, and I'm like, ah, "Okay, boomer." <laughs> yeah, Have you that's guys funny. That was a big thing back then, huh? The Jiminy, because like uh, my my grandma, who was uh, Filipino, I I always thought it was G money because of her accent, G money, but it was Jiminy. That's how she said it. So. <laughs> No, I still say it a lot, but I'll usually in my head I hear it as G money. 
Oh, let's blow this popsicle stand, kids. Let's roll. Oh, let's rock and roll. <laughs> Have you guys seen those Geico commercials where, uh, you know, don't become your parents, and it's like people our age walking around, like, helping people out at the store. Oh, you don't want the 7 eighths inch. You want the 30. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. But it, we inevitably become our parents. We do. It's just, mm-hmm. and we realize it. Oh, as, as much as we try not to, it just inevitably happens. Uh, yeah. it's, it's soon enough, it, it'll get to that get off our lawn stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> get off my lawn, you dumb kids. I'm only a year younger than you. Well, you dumb kid, get off my yard. My yawn? <laughs> my yawn. I'm only 39. I will flip on that, too, if you want me to. <laughs> What we do? Here's one from uh, Twitter user Darwin. Dads be like, go help your mother. Bro, go help your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's the point of having kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Deckhands. Exactly. That's how they learn how to be good citizens of the universe. That's that's why. You got to go mow the lawn and pick up the dog crap. For sure. Go grab me a beer. (laughs) Go help your mother. Have an army of bro. Go help your wife, bro. But bro, yeah. If you could tell your dad that, <laughs> yeah, and get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that did not fly in the Filippo house. It's a little too cushy, <laughs> yeah. bro. Go help your wife. It's like the f you mom kids. <laughs> well, yeah. And back in the day, if I said that to my dad, yeah. oh. <laughs> sometimes I see these kids talking to their parents and I. You know, I'm not a dad, but I'm still like, you're raising them wrong. (laughs) Here's one I've been guilty of. Uh, Your dad isn't a dad until he stands in your living room for 15 minutes without leaving and says, this movie's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. I've been there. You have? I've been there. Yeah. You know, kids are. You sat and watched the whole thing, didn't you? No, no, no. There's been times where. You know, especially little kid movies where, uh, you know, they weren't the little kids kid movies that we grew up with that, uh, you know, they were for adults and kids at the same time. Right. I mean, there's ones that just pander to the kids. And, yeah. Uh, I've, what was the most recent one that I was thinking of? Snow Days. The uh, niece and nephew were over watching that, and I was just in awe for 15 minutes of how terrible that movie was. <laughs> I didn't do Isn't anything this... about it, but I was just in awe. No no Last... silver lining in that movie? No. <laughs> I was going to say, like, two weekends ago when I was at your house for that barbecue, I remember those kids tried to put on, like, some really crappy movie. You're like, hey, guys, what about this? And you put on Artemis Fowl because I know you wanted to watch it in the background <laughs> while still having a conversation. Yeah. And these kids just sat there, and they looked bored out of their mind. They're just like... They wanted to, I think, watch, what was it, A Little Mermaid 2 or some crap oh, like that. And, I could And Chris was just quick. It's like, no, let's just, here's a new movie, kids. And he puts it on. <laughs> totally just hijacked the frequency on them. <laughs> hey, it's my house. I'm putting on movies I want to watch. I'll do what I want. Total dad move, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, before we head into our la- last break, my dad was just introduced to Venmo, and it's the worst thing ever. He just requested $50 for a 2001 T-ball registration fee. <laughs> dad. Hey, you know what? If it's owed, it's owed, right? Yeah. Dad, if you're listening, don't learn Venmo, and don't find me for anything from the late 80s. <laughs> well, folks, we're headed into our long break. When we come back, we have our call-in topic, movies that do not hold up. 
We'll see you in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your long break, listened to a little bit of news, used the restroom, and are back for the next hour that we've got for you. More fun, more laughs, more levity. I am still here with my co-host. We've got uh, Ryan Wink here in studio and Tony Sanfilippo there in Colorado. How are you guys holding up? I'm doing well. Tony? I'm doing... I'm doing good, man. It's uh, it's fun. It's always good to get the uh, first hour bugs out of the system. Let's go for power hour number two. I don't, I don't want to jinx myself, but I was able to read coherently in that last you one. Did. And uh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't Filippo nothing. Bro. <laughs> I didn't Filippo anything. So uh, hopefully that uh, maintains through the second hour. But uh, being that it is the second hour, yep. this is the time where we want to hear from you guys on the call-in topic. That number, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll-free from anywhere in the world, even if you're in the Philippines with uh, Tony's grandmother, who uh, can't... What was the word that she couldn't say? G-money. G-money. <laughs> yeah. I can't say the cuss words that she says, but uh, yeah. G-money. <laughs> So at the end, God bless her. At the end of the segment, we want uh, you guys, the listeners, to call in, chime in on the topic we're talking about today. That topic is movies that do not hold up. You know, we were talking last Friday about uh, UHF, the Weird Al uh, Yankovic movie that uh, was curious. You know, does it hold up? Does it? You know, I have fond memories of that movie as a kid. Right. Um, you know, is it worth rewatching and? Potentially showing to my kids. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch that one over the weekend, yep. but uh, decided to show my kids Space Jam. <laughs> yes. It's your chance to the chance uh, of the Space Jam. That, that was on my short list. Of <laughs> <laughs> Talk about movies that don't hold up. <laughs> wow. Again, I had fond memories of that. Was a, I loved Looney Tunes as a kid. Yeah. You know, it was something I grew up with. And Looney Tunes, for those who don't know, were actually cartoons that were made for adults. Yeah way before our time um but again those all hold up not the newer ones we'll get into that one later but uh they decided to make space jam which obviously stars michael jordan who is about as good of as acting as uh that bottle of hand sanitizer in front of you ryan it's uh he is hunk of wood yes yes not a great actor and we know that Space Jam 2 is in the works with LeBron James, who hopefully is a slightly better actor than uh, LeBron was in a movie, um, what was it, with Bill Hader, 
Was he? And uh, oh, that's yeah, right, train wreck. Train wreck. Yes. He, he, wasn't bad. He did pretty good. Better than Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Block of <laughs> No, Michael Jordan's about as good an actor as he is bad at basketball. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. He's very good at basketball. That's what I meant. The other th- and bad at acting. Yeah. The old flip-flop. The other thing is when this was made in 1996, it was sort of that weird transition period where they were trying to figure out the voice actors where, you know, Mel Blanc had already passed away, so right. he couldn't do all of his classic characters, but they hadn't quite figured out who was going to play Bugs Bunny or many of the other ones, and so the voice just wasn't quite right. <laughs> really? Who did it? Do you- <laughs> I don't remember. Now, now, the soundtrack is really good. Yes. This <laughs> is a classic. <laughs> I believe I can fly. <laughs> And, and who would have known he would go on to be such a dirty, dirty, dirty? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh R. Yeah. Kelly. Oh, yeah. R. Kelly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, what a creep. He's another one from Oof. the 90s that doesn't hold up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. In many, many ways. Wow. You're in trouble. Oh, sir. where is it? <laughs> but what about you guys? You know, giving it some thought over the weekend. Any movies that had, you know, held fond memories in your heart that you go back and watch and just weren't quite right? Yeah, <laughs> I had a little short list because I did. I did watch Wild Wild West in uh, the, the last year. Well, I watched about ten minutes of it and then I turned it off. So that one didn't hold up. But I was uh, hanging with my sister last night, and we're like, we were just scrolling through, and I saw, I found Biodome (laughs) (laughs) on Prime. Now, it did not hold up for a few reasons. The the humor, I mean, the Pauly Shore, there was, I think Son-in-Law was probably his best movie. And I'd agree. And I, I watched that one in recent times. I felt that did hold up. But Biodome, there was lit. There was just nothing likable about those characters. They were just basically terrible people. And you, you know, d- d- having done some screenwriting, you want some sort of redeeming quality for the viewer to want to go on this journey. Yeah. With the main characters. Yep. There was zero redeeming qualities about these two guys. They were just terrible people from there was start a, to finish. <laughs> there was a lot of me too moments. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean. There was a scene where they get into the biodome and there's like the two highly attractive scientists and they're supposed to be sleeping in like the broom closet and they just like hop into bed with these sleeping women and are kind of groping them <laughs> and then they like run out of the room laughing and I'm just like wow this is it was yeah and yeah. it was just like their humor it was just like the fart humor and just like you know Steve, what is it Billy Baldwin or was that Steve yeah. Baldwin? Stephen Baldwin kind of trying to do the Polly Shore thing. Yeah. It was just like, I kept watching because it was kind of like. You're like, it's got to get better, right? <laughs> it was kind of like watching a train wreck, too, at the same time. Like, I couldn't look away, but eventually I was like, I got to. I think I, I think I made it about three quarters of the way through. I made it into Act Three, where they finally were like, oh, because our girlfriends don't want to be with us anymore, let's become better people. It was just, yeah. Well, so you just saved me about two hours of, yes. of going back and, and rewatching that. You're I welcome. appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Tony, what about you? Any movies uh, don't hold up in your heart? And yeah, your mind? you know, it was a classic to me in my mind, and I, it was so much that I bought it on Vudu. It was like three ninety nine, like on sale at four ninety nine, and, and that's the Wizard, the Fred Savage movie. 
I, I went back and, uh, you know, obviously fond memories because they filmed a lot of that in uh, around Lake Tahoe, Reno, and, you know, northern Nevada. So it was always kind of home. And as a kid, you know, it was big. Cause oh, with Tetris and stuff in it? Was that the one where he's good at video games? Uh-huh. Was that Tetris? Yeah. They unveiled Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. That is, I, that is a classic one. Very yeah. nostalgic. You, so I went back and watched it. And while it's not the worst movie in the world, but it definitely it doesn't hold up very well, especially when you live net when you're an adult and you understand more like when one minute they're up at Lake top, they're trying to get to Reno. But the, the whole premise of this movie is these kids are they're runaways. They're they're on a bus and then they get from Utah to Nevada and they're in a trucker thing. They get uh, kidnapped by some uh, they hitch a ride with some uh, Mexican uh farmers and then they get robbed of their money and then they're ditched and and they keep hustling people at the arcade and it's like how do these kids eat and and like how in the hell are they surviving and how old are they like homeless uh i would say like seven and eight (laughs) oh my god like yeah like who's not calling who's not calling like child protective services the police I know it was a different time though. It feels like maybe oh, kids were a little it, it, more allowed oh, to be out. It was even it was even crazier. It's like how do you communicate like the daughter Haley? She's like, "Oh, we got to go to Reno. It's the biggest <laughs> little city." And like, so when they make it to Lake Tahoe and they're playing that cheesy Send Me an Angel song, it's like one minute they're in Lake Tahoe and then they have to hitch a ride just to get down to Reno, but then all of a sudden they're in this weird desert. And then it's this long montage to another desert. And it's like, they could have just went down the Mount Rose Highway and they would have been in Reno. <laughs> it ain't hard. But then the other creepy thing is, is there's this guy that is hired to catch the autistic Jimmy. And he's very, like, he's constantly against Bo Bridges, like, wrecking his car. And, and Christian Slater's, like, always got the Nintendo plugged into these cheesy hotels. Did To me, it just didn't hold up far, well. Far-fetched. As much as I... Yeah. It's far-fetched very far-fetched, much. and I can really nitpick the hell out of that movie. But sadly enough, I have to throw The Wizard as a movie that just did not hold up very well. <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. We gave our picks of movies that don't hold up. Give us a call. Phone lines are open right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. What movies from your childhood just don't hold up anymore? Folks, when we come back, we'll be talking to you. Don't go anywhere. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd. And uh, we are at the point of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. Call in numbers 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. And we are talking about movies that do not hold up. You know, you have fond memories as a kid. You think it's going to be a classic of all time. You go back and rewatch it and discover that is far from the truth. Biodome being a, a good example of that. And so uh, we want to hear from you guys. Don't be shy. 
We do this each and every day, and uh, we have our regular callers who call in, and uh, we've got some not-so-regular callers who occasionally call in, but uh, this is one that uh, figured, you know, most people have those movies that hold a special place in their heart and maybe should just stay there. Not worth uh, going back to rewatch. Going through a quick list of other movies that uh, really don't hold up, um, whenever it comes to technology, mm. that's always a tough one. Case in point, Hackers from 1995 with uh, Angelina Jolie. That right. was kind of her first big role. Um, Jonathan Reese Myers. Yep. Um, my son's name is Reese. Oh, my last name. My real name is Meyer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, the newfangled internet and, you know, they were hackers and, right. and, you know, breaking codes and, you know, had this weird like hacker style. And, you know, you look back now and, literally my kid could be doing all the same thing that they're doing you know it's uh technology then isn't quite what it is now right that was oregon trail days <laughs> yeah. it's all like black screens with green font Ooh, yeah <laughs> remember that i think it was a little beyond that ms dos uh, yeah <laughs> oh i remember all the dos codes you had to oh yeah floppy disks that were actually oh, yeah. floppy and <laughs> have you ever seen uh What's that? Wanderlust? Yes. And the guy's uh, with your technology, your floppy disks, <laughs> and fax machines, <laughs> touchtone telephones. <laughs> I get the sense that you're a uh, huge Paul Rudd fan. I am. Yeah. I, I have yeah. mentioned a couple things. A lot things of Paul time. Rudd uh, references. Yeah. No, he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. He's He's... Definitely an awesome actor. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, he has a scene in that movie where he talks to himself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of leave it at that because I don't. It's probably not a not quite right for radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> another movie that I showed the kids that ooh, it was bad. You know, on the heels of the Harry Potter craze, everybody was trying to make fantasy movies, and uh, you know, obviously, Lord of the Rings came out and. Uh, they tried adapting Aragon, which had some great actors in it. You know, Jeremy Irons and uh, John Malkovich. Wow, that movie's terrible. What is, uh, Aragon? What is? It's about the is last that, of the like dragon the riders. Dragon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not no. good at all. <laughs> but uh, what we want to do is we want to go to you guys on the phone. I just lost where we were for a second. Just blanked the. <laughs> We were doing a phone topic, but uh, we do have a caller on the line. Woo! Who are we speaking with? What's up, guys? It's Tim. It's Tim Hello, or Tim. Tim. Joss Whedon Jr. Tim <laughs> Joss Whedon. Whedon. That's Jr. right. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, movies that don't hold up, they hold up in your heart, but not in your mind. What do you got well, for us? Let me just start off. Ryan, when did Wild Wild West ever hold up? <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Well, you know, when I was a kid and I didn't have a clue yeah. about anything, I it had. I thought I it was magical. I was like, "Wow, this you is... are you are younger than me, so I'll allow that." Thank, I guess. Thank I was you. such a big fan. I was such a big fan of the original TV series. Okay, that's why I just despised that movie. Yeah, I was young and stupid enough to just appreciate it. <laughs> But yeah, I can okay. I see okay. where you're you coming cool from now. <laughs> I see where you're coming from now. I have uh, I have changed my opinion on it. So I'm All with right. you. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. <laughs> He's learned the error of his ways. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Tim, okay, what do you got for, for my 
for my pick, I'm going to get crap for it. I, I, I know I will because people love this movie still today. A movie that we grew up with from the 80s, and I'm talking about Ferris Bueller. Interesting. Okay. And I, how does that not hold up for you? Because, like you guys mentioned at the beginning of the show, I have definitely turned into the guy, hey, get off my lawn. I'm that guy now. <laughs> and, dude, I am, I am rooting for the principal the whole entire movie. I just want Ferris to get caught. <laughs> you, know, you, you never thought you'd see the day where you uh, related more to Jim Jeffries than... <laughs> no. <laughs> Totally, yeah. I mean, I loved that movie as a kid, and I thought it was so much fun and all, but dude, the whole time, I just want him to get caught, you know, get expelled or whatever, and, and <laughs> I, I, I just hate Ferris. <laughs> Not save Ferris, hate Ferris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tim, that's a great one. In fact, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, yeah. If you hate it so much, you can even check the Reunited Apart, which is going to be coming out uh, with those actors, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> you can revisit it. But uh, had a great, uh, you know, main theme, the chicka chicka. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, that was awesome. Bum, yeah. Bum. yeah. <laughs> Actually, we need to get that. We need to get that on a soundbite. I think yeah. we can arrange yeah. that. I think make yeah. that happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, Tim, we appreciate you calling in as always. We figured this would be right up your alley. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You Thank got you. it. It's been a while since Thanks, I've seen Tim. that one. Yeah. yeah. So I can't I'm... really can't really comment right now. I've seen it fairly recently. I still enjoy it. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to talk about one that really doesn't hold up for me that is just beloved. Everybody loves Goonies. Goonies. Really? While it's a fun movie, it is so loud. I know I'm getting old when the whole movie is just them screaming the entire time. Go back and watch it. Okay. It's nothing but yelling okay. for two hours okay. straight. Okay. It's, it's even Cindy Lauper yelling because there's a lot of Cindy Lauper music in that movie. Yeah. Wow. Hey, yeah, you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fun adventure, just, you know. Just a lot of yelling. A few decibels too loud. <laughs> Okay, boomer. Zier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anything else for you guys that uh... uh face off? I enjoy face off. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yes, but I enjoyed it in a different way. Like I legit I felt like it was a like a solid right. action movie and now it's kind of like the cheese factor. The cheese factor. So it's yeah. changed. It's it's still an entertaining movie. It just doesn't hold up in the same way. <laughs> what about you, Tone? Take my face off. <laughs> I could eat a peach for face. hours. Oh my. And then we're going to have the same body type, even though we're swapping faces. <laughs> the bodies are going to morph. Like, yeah, when you think about the logistics of that movie, you're right, Ryan. It's just because you take Nick Cage's and John Travolta's face and flip them, their bodies completely morph into it. It, it just... Oh, yeah, like you bought Travolta's into a it little back bit of then, a bigger guy. He's a little heftier. Yeah. He's a, and how yeah. about the pigeons at the end? Yeah, oh, oh, that's always. just John Woo. John, that's <laughs> okay, a John okay. Woo thing. Fair enough. <laughs> he, he, oh. he did that Mission Impossible too, as well. There's that scene with uh, Tom Cruise on the motorcycle when he like puts it on one wheel oh, and spins it. The doves, the doves that fly. The doves, <laughs> yes. In, in the yes. Pr- in that prison. Like, how unbelievable is that prison? Right, right. The yeah. metal boots. <laughs> Come on, yeah. guys. All right. Before um, we... Oh, sorry. I'll let you pick one tone. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i sure there's a lot of them, but off the top of my head of something I've seen recently where I was just like, yeah, no. I did try 
So when I went camping with my sister and they had a bunch of the kiddos they had to entertain. So the original Aladdin, mm-hmm. that still holds up to me. I like that. Well, on Disney Plus, I was like, you know, I don't really remember the second one. I know it was a direct to VHS back then, uh, The Return of Jafar. I was like, I'll give it a shot because it had Dan Castanella, um, the voice of Homer Simpson, as the voice of the genie in it. <sighs> I could not get through it. The animation is bad. Sure, it's got the original voices of Aladdin, Jasmine, um, and everybody else except the genie. But the story behind it and the animation was just god awful. Yeah. There's a reason it was direct to home video. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So yeah, there I had to stop. I didn't back make then. it. I made it about 20 minutes in. I go, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. As we head into the break, I'm just going to leave you guys with this. Normally, if I would say the names Tom Cruise, yep. Tim Curry, and Ridley Scott, yep. that would be a movie most people would be willing to watch. Totally. Do yourselves a favor. Don't go back and rewatch Legend. It does oh, not with, hold up. Uh, Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just don't do it, folks. We're headed in the break. When we come back, we have nightmare neighbor stories. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd. Now, if you were listening to our show or you're listening to it in replay and you wanted to chime in on uh, 80s, 90s, basically movies we grew up with that... uh, Hold a fond place in your heart that just don't hold up. There's still time to do so. Head over to the Phoenix line. It's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where you can call in, leave your message after the beep. It's a voicemail. You know how it works. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Again, any topic, just check in. You can chime in on what we've been talking about. Keep it entertaining. We'll put those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about neighbors. Uh, Jesse and I got on the topic... Uh, I forget who we were talking to about our neighbors, you know, and each neighborhood's a little bit different. Uh, One of our neighbors to the side, we never see him. He's gone at all times, have no idea what he does, but his dog likes to fence fight with our dog and it gets a little annoying. And then we've got another neighbor who uh, decides that the entire street is their parking lot. And uh, that's why I have to park my car like a mile, not literally a mile, but you know, down the road. So there's frustrations, but that's not a nightmare neighbor. There are yeah. nightmare neighbors. Um, and Jesse used to have one at her old place who was a woman who was certifiably crazy. Yeah. Trapped her in her home, basically yelled, called the cops on her, was calling oh. her racist. And it's like, uh, she's the the least racist person you'll ever meet. Um, probably the, the kindest, I mean, so accompanying, but this woman was just certifiably crazy. Uh, and so I don't know about you guys if you've ever had, you know, that level of nightmare neighbor. I, I have. I had just a certifiably insane neighbor. He was actually racist, and he would, I mean, scream things. We had these Chinese other neighbors, and he would say terrible things to them, and he uh, would constantly be cursing and screaming and, um, yeah, 
<laughs> he was a nightmare. I could, I was uh, breathed a breath breath of fresh air when I finally left that place. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Never had a like one like that. Um, I've had some bad neighbors. Um, I used to in Reno when I first did my first apartment with uh, my ex wife. Um, the guy above us used to beat the crap out of his uh, girl all the time, oh. and I'd call the cops, and they cops would come. No, I re- remember one night the cops came when I called them, and they beat down my door. They're like, "Let me see your hands." I'm like, "Dude, it's not me. I'm the one that called. It's upstairs." So, and that was right before Reno 911 came out. So I thought it was fitting because of my encounter with the Reno Police Department at that time in the early 2000s. Um, so I had that neighbor, and then. Uh, my last house I owned with my, well, now ex-wife, um, the neighbor would one-up me on everything. Like, <laughs> we would get our roof done. Then all of a sudden, he would get somebody else, and he goes, oh, well, our roof has a better has a better warranty. What kind of warranty did you get? And then we would trim the tree, and he goes, well, how much did it cost you to trim that tree? Because mine only cost me that. And then when I got myself a divorce truck, when I went and bought a Tacoma, that son of a bitch went out and got a big old tundra. So he like, was always trying to one-up me, and he was a dick about it. Like, Keeping up was, with the San Filippos. Yeah, well, and then what was worse is, like, we had this white Shiba Inu. Uh, we, her name was Bean. She would stand on the table and stare at him, and, like, he called me on the phone. He goes, Tony, I'm going to need you to bring your dog in because your dog is watching us eat, and it's making us very uncomfortable. <laughs> Like, he was a pain-in-the-ass neighbor. He was. He was a know-it-all. And then he rubbed salt in the wound. During the divorce, he goes, oh, hey, I thought that there was this big heavyset guy coming to your house all the time. Uh, I thought you guys were friends. You don't think you're going to learn me? There's a weirdo coming to my house when I'm not home. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Pain-in-the-ass neighbor. He was never. A, he was not racist or mean. He was just a pain in the ass. Hey, I'd say that qualifies. Um have a list here that uh, you know maybe we can find some joy in their pain <laughs> yeah similar to tony's this first one i love the fact that in his phone he lists the uh, guy as a-hole dan <laughs> way to go a-hole <laughs> a-hole dan hello so a-hole dan writes your kid's wagon is in my yard the guy responds back come on dan i'm looking at it right now it's like three inches over the property line a-hole dan responds <laughs> that makes it my yard the guy responds, so what? What is it with you? And the guy says, three inches is three inches. <laughs> and the uh, the guy who owns the uh, phone says, that must be what Lori told you when she filed for divorce. <laughs> I was, I, good. I'm glad uh, he did that because I was like, you know, three inches probably really means something to A-hole Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Take that, A-hole Dan. Here's another text exchange. There's a picture of a raccoon, and the guy says, your cat is in my yard again. (laughs) Responds back, that's not a cat. He says, whatever it is, can you please get it? It's literally at my door like it wants something. (laughs) The guy said, it's a raccoon. It's not mine. (laughs) And this idiot says, do you know whose it is? (laughs) It's a raccoon. (laughs) It's wild. Is this A-hole Dan again? No. Might as well be, though. It's a different one. It's A-hole, insert name. Yeah. Get your cat off my yard! That's Rocket. It's Idiot Steve. (laughs) Way to go, (laughs) a-hole. Here's one. Another text exchange. Seriously, what the F are you listening to? Person responds, it's guided meditation. Person says, I can hear it through the wall and it makes me want to murder someone. (laughs) 
<laughs> or the uh, other person responds, you need it more than me then. I'm turning it up, take deep breaths and listen with me. <laughs> the uh, a-hole says, uh, you're a monster. And the other guy responds back fittingly, namaste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah i'm so glad we don't uh, have these types of neighbors that's terrifying here's a text exchange were you listening to me and dave fighting because i heard you laughing it sounded like you were laughing at us they respond yeah i was the walls are thin and you guys are like the worst couple ever <laughs> the woman responds that is rude and you laughing is even ruder and the guy responds, I guess I shouldn't tell you it was so entertaining I even made popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny neighbor. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's obviously laughing at someone's pain, but maybe, you know, maybe she needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you've got neighbors that you hear uh, going at it. Not in the fighting sense, though. <laughs> no, no. The, the rhinos next door, they like to smash. <laughs> Last night when I got home. They were going to town. And so I'm like, damn, because I don't have squirrels in the attic no more. I'm like, what the hell is going on upstairs? The loving was, it was loving season, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the smashing good time, baby. Yeah. Oh. Here's one that uh, I think some of us, especially when uh, you know, money was a little tight, we're guilty of. Person responds, hey, you, my Wi-Fi is down, and apparently I need an appointment for them to fix it, which I can't get till Monday. Would you please give me your Wi-Fi password so I can use it this weekend? The person responds, oh, man. The original poster says, is it a problem? You're just the closest neighbor. I'll bring you a beer later. And the person that they were sending it says, uh, no, it's just I've been using your Wi-Fi for the last year. If yours is out, mine is out. I'm really sorry. I'll bring you a beer later. <laughs> Oh, nice. That that actually reminded me of uh, I used to have this girlfriend in uh, West Hollywood, and it was like an apartment complex. So somebody's the name of their Wi-Fi. It was like quit smoking cigarettes in two o three. Like, hey, you in two o three, everyone can smell your cigarettes. They were like calling somebody out at like their wife. The name of their Wi-Fi <laughs> was calling out one of the neighbors. It was like this long name about somebody smoking. I was like, that's that was that. Good might be a good topic is clever wi-fi uh, uh networks yeah there was one that uh um that i saw that was a uh technology pun it was it burns when ip <laughs> <laughs> nice like an ip dress nice <laughs> that might be fun to revisit yeah yeah i like that all right here's one that actually i can sort of appreciate it's a note that says i see you are enjoying the convenience of the parking spot that i pay for the code word is penis scream this loudly and i will come move my car currently blocking you in if i don't hear from you by 7 30 i'm calling a tow truck so not only will they humiliate them but they also get their parking spot back <laughs> wait well play that code word <laughs> oh man Dude, that just reminded me when I was dating uh, Lauren and her apartment. So she has like her parking spot, her garage. When somebody was parked in her way, and it's the only time I've seen her go ballistic. Like she like laid the horn and went, wow. She goes, move the damn car. (laughs) And just laid on. I've never seen her go like logo like that. But man, she went off. And it turns out it was it was the neighbor across the street. Things were just never the same between her and uh, the guy across the street after that. 
Yeah, she went she went crazy up. So parking spots a real deal in an apartment complex. That it is. All right. And finally, to close it out, speaking of apartments, some have very thin walls. And uh, here's just the perfect exchange. Person says, uh, I just heard you fart through the wall. The response, but do you smell it? I'd just like to know my range. <laughs> Not a nightmare neighbor, but somebody with a good sense of humor. Yeah. Folks, when we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. That's This Day in History with Ryan Wink. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Oh, it's so sad. Yes. It is the end of the show. We've reached the end. It is a Monday. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 22nd. We were talking about how quickly time flies. You know, you blink and we're here to the end. But if you guys do want to catch up, if maybe you missed something we were talking about earlier in the show uh, or want to check out one of the previous shows, head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to uh, the Christian Phoenix radio show, and you can find video and audio there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. He dropped the Gozer. Whatever it is. <laughs> The you got your 19 on that, man. Yep, yep. I got to find a uh, uh, a Gozer soundbite to drop. Yes, for, uh, please. Ghostbusters on God. <laughs> but, you know, Pee Wee Herman was rumored to play that role. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently the woman that they hired to do it, nobody could understand what she was saying, so they did uh, voice her over, but no idea who it was. <laughs> but uh, in any case, while you're there at the podcast link, go ahead and subscribe for the latest episode. Leave a review and tell your friends, because as always, sharing is caring. As I mentioned, it is the final segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, we drop a little knowledge, we drop a little humor. It is This Day in History with Ryan Wink. Crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head, it's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. That's right. I am your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. And sadly, it has come to the end of the show, but that means it is time for This Day in History, where I look back in time and relay what happened on this day. So let's get right into it. I'm an Arabiate for yam, an Arabiate for yam, I am. Henry VIII, what is he known for? Chicken wings? Tony, <laughs> turkey legs, <laughs> turkey legs. What else yeah. is he known for? Having a lot of women. But what else? Alcohol. How about when it comes to murdering? How did he do it? How did he like to do it? Was it beheading? Yes, it was beheading. Wasn't he the one who ratted out his wife uh, just because he was sick of her and either called her a witch or? I think so. Yeah, her beheaded. You little witch. Very same Henry VIII, mate. <laughs> so on oh, this yeah, day. Oh, yeah. In 1535, Cardinal John Fisher is beheaded on Tower Hill, London, because they refused to acknowledge Henry VIII as head of the Church of 
as head of the Church of England. So <laughs> Cardinal said, no, you're not the head of Church of England. Off with his head, mate. <laughs> Off with his bloody head. You want head of the church? I'll show you <laughs> oh, head exa- of the church. Exactly. <laughs> Drop. Thank you. <laughs> Credit where credit's due on that one. Yeah, so Henry VIII living up to his namesake and uh, really ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Heads are going to roll. Hey. hey. Um. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> dang. I'm working my way down to that crickets button. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no crickets. <laughs> no crickets. All right, moving on. Um, this is a sweet little uh, tidbit of history. In 19, 1847, the first ring donut supposedly created by Hanson Gregory. Mmm, bop. Mm, so, bop. 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 So prior to that, were they just non-hold donuts? Look, man, all I have here is first ring donuts supposedly created by Hanson Gregory. So let, we can Bob speculate. Donuts. I love the fact that it's this day in history, but it was supposedly created. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like what was that last one I had last week? It was like only source. It was like five monks saw an explosion on the moon or something like that. Only source. Supposedly. So, yeah, very solid. Yeah. It's been vetted heavily. My guess is that there's a whole bunch of those where people are like, okay, we're going to put this one in this day, this one. Nobody's going to fact check. Yeah. I think I've got it wrong on a couple of days where I thought it was one day and I looked back and I was like, oh, no, that was actually tomorrow. But (laughs) you know what? Looking ahead into the future from the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's keep it moving. Um, In some more old European news, 1633, Galileo Galilei forced to recant his Cop- wait, Copernic- Copernican... Wow. I'm San Filippo. You're pulling a San Filippo. And I like know that. You're Filippo wing. Yeah. Like, from Copernicus. Copernican yes. view. Copernican. <laughs> I'm hoogling this. You're hoogie, hoogie, hoogie. So let me, just, you let me just start straight over. 1633, over. Galileo Galilei. Over. <laughs> forced to recant his Copernicus Copernican views that the Earth orbits the sun by the Pope. Um, forced to recant his Copern. <laughs> wow, you know what? Okay, so he basically just had to say no. The the Earth doesn't orbit around the sun, and th- on this day in 1633. But in the Vatican's defense, they did finally admit they were wrong on October 31st, 1992. <laughs> Better late than never, right, guys? Just a couple years later. <laughs> that was right around uh, right around when the uh, facts came out on that, too. It is. It right? is. Yeah. Wasn't that about 1992 they worked that out? Well, and that's the whole reason yeah. that there are still people who are adamant that the Earth is flat. It is flat. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. But uh, Galileo Galilei, was he related to Galileo Figaro? Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, let me go. Beelzebub uh, <laughs> has a devil put aside for me. For me. For, for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, the only place you get queen jokes. 
<laughs> what, what was that one guy's name? Uh, well, there was William Shatner, his singing career. Oh, you mean a spoken word singing uh, yes. career? Yes. Yeah. That's what that kind of reminded me of. Then there was Richard Cheese. Do you remember Richard oh, Cheese? Richard you do Cheese. the lounge. Yeah. Oh, Chick Cheese, yeah. yeah. What was that? Was, <laughs> was his yeah. name Dick Cheese? It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dick Cheese. <laughs> it's a proper name. <laughs> Actually, well, your sister, your sister Ryan, was the one that told me about Richard Cheese. I she, I think she was the one who told me about it too. Yeah, that's that's the first I ever heard it because she's like, speaking of buckle cheese, <laughs> you ever hear of Dick Cheese? His backing what? band was uh, Lounge Dick Against Cheese. the Machine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Man, it's been a minute. It's been yep. a minute since I listened to that. All right, well, let's get into this next piece. We were talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is another bit of Ferris history knowledge. On this day in 1893, the first Ferris wheel premiered, designed and built by George Ferris Jr. for an exposition in Chicago. The amusement ride measured 264 feet tall and was intended to rival the Eiffel Tower, centerpiece of the 1889 Paris Exposition. So, yeah, Ferris wheel. I get the sense that uh, the county fairs that roll through town still use that 1889 <laughs> version of the Ferris wheel that uh, is barely held together by uh, a few uh, bolts and somebody who is vastly undertrained to you to, to yeah, do Yeah, I know. Those, man, those uh, those local fairs are absolutely terrifying when yeah, you see are. the uh, oh, cut, yeah. cut of the jib of the people putting the thing together. Oh, yeah. Well, and how fast they go up, too. Like, when you were a kid, they used to roll up to Mills Park. You didn't care. You're like, we got to go to the carnival. It was like, what, twice a year it showed up? Yeah. But when you think about it as an adult, you're like, how in the hell did I ride those things? Because those things are vastly put together, too. Death trap. The small hands on those guys, too, and how much they smell like cabbage. Right. (laughs) Filthy connies. (laughs) No, those just you, you just don't want to trust those people with your lives. Nope. Oh. Oh, trust, trust, trust. <laughs> Took me a second. It's uh, a Monday. Oh, that's all right. We're going to zip it up here. Pre-pun. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. No. Um, but I've been... Yeah, I was going to try for a pee-pun. A pee-pun? <laughs> pee-pun. Welcome to Did Monday, I start folks. it off with the Hoogly Moogly? Did yeah. I give us the Hoogly oh, Mondays? Great Hoogly Moogly. Oh. Uh, no, um, Dude, I'm, this this yep. is fun, Ryan. No, I like it. I like messing I, I could, it up. I, I couldn't I couldn't go through the smooth entertainment. You can't have a smooth this day history. Well, we've got one minute left. Oh, we so, got one minute. Yeah, oh, time crap. Man, Why is time get, going so fast? I'm going to get through this quick piece of history and then a couple of weird holidays. On this day in 1963, oh, little Stevie Wonder, age 13, releases his first single, Fingertips. First live non-studio recording to go number one on Billboard. Stevie at Wonder 13? at 13. Wow. Man, listen to his album, little, little Stevie Sings Uncle Ray. He does a bunch of uh, Ray... Covers. Yeah, Ray covers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I like Little Stevie. I bet he didn't see his uh, fame coming. <laughs> wow. Too soon, man. <laughs> too, too soon. Does <laughs> that, that do it for us? Give it, us one day, uh, one holiday. It's uh, National Take Your Cat to Work Day, Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to close it out. <laughs> Folks, that Carol does it Baskin. for a wacky, wacky Monday. We'll be back tomorrow on a Tuesday, June 23rd. Folks, we'll see you then.